Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the opening line. We're your hosts, Wits and Roz, and we are hot off a hiatus. We went away. You know, we didn't really finish out the NBA championship very strong. Certainly didn't pay attention to the Stanley Cup. Had a lot of fun with golf, but didn't relate it over the show. And I was like, Wits, we're a week out from bringing fantasy football and football back to life for the people. We should get a show going. And boom goes the dynamite, as some of them might say. Wits, it's been an absolutely crazy day. It's been a very crazy day. And, yeah, I think the show kind of faded off as the NBA playoffs did. Just wasn't a very exciting playoffs, and the finals were very meh. But I think if you rewind the clock, uh, opening line had Golden State taking it down. But I don't think either of us bet a dollar on it. So, shame on us. Almost a year to the date, we said Golden State. We might give you – I mean, there's a lot going on today that we won't be able to make a decision yet. 24 hours ago, if you were paying attention to Wits and I, which no one else was because we're the only two on the phone, I did take the Brooklyn Nets. Looking like a bad pick. They've moved to 30-1 to one now <laughs> in the NBA Finals. Um, unless you believe in Royce O'Neal, who was just traded them being the catalyst to them winning an NBA title. Um, I'm glad we didn't do a show yesterday, which I don't even know where to begin, right? I mean, there's college football news up the wazoo. You've got the NBA, which it's free agency starts right now. And we've had many shows in the past basically tailored to the NBA free agency because it's almost like its own spectacle. There's two seasons. It's the postseason and NBA free agency. Um, and it, it started off with a bang, and it started off with an odd bang. Nothing signing-related. Bradley Beal, big contract going back to Washington, but it was Kevin Durant saying, I want to be traded out of Brooklyn, which is going to open the door for a large conversation here with. But before we get to that conversation, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fights news. I've got a big fight parlay this weekend and even next season's early NFL futures, head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Wits, it's a white yes. flag. Tell me it's not the white flag, this Kevin Durant thing. The guy can't win. He saw Golden State do it again without him. What does he want? He got his own team in Brooklyn, Wits. He went, and then he even brought Kyrie. I was still going to call it a KD championship, but what does he want? Where does he want to play? That's the part I'm more confused about than anything else. Fine, fuck it. Bad culture, maybe leave. But, like, every two years we're going to have to deal with this shit. By the way, 34 years old. I do want to point that out, that the entire league is going nuts over a 34-year-old and might give up prospects to help a championship team down the line. Keep in mind, he's 34 this year, turning 35. I didn't even realize he was that old, but um, yeah, Roz, I don't know. This kind of, it just seems very Kevin Durant-like. The guy is just like consistently unhappy with everybody. And I'm quite frankly, I'm sick of it. You got the alarms in the background, they're going off. Um, and I agree with you. It's like, what, I don't know what, what he wants. I mean, he had, he had a chance in OKC, got it done in, in Golden State, but they won before and after he left. Went to the Nets, and that was a massive disaster. I mean, a team that's plus 300 to win a title two years in a row wins one playoff series. I mean, 
everybody's got to take blame. But KD being the best player on the team, it's uh, – I don't know. The NBA, the stars in the NBA are, I think, the most unbearable because they're all just but so stupid. I want to argue that. It's not so much. You got Jokic signing a long-term extension, Beal going back to Washington – Booker signing a long-term extension with the Suns. It's we're getting we we were excited about this last year. Let's go six months back when we started having this conversation. We were excited about the NBA spreading out again. The Warriors are all drafted. That is their team, except for Wiggins, who was that is a tremendous GM move, getting Wiggins and him performing in that role. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. KD and Kyrie have dictated the news for five years. And you could argue that he, KD was doing it before his time in Golden State because of the whole transition from OKC to Golden State. And now he's doing it again by going – his top two requests are the Heat and the Suns, both who are the number one seeds going into the postseason this year. What do you – like, what – then where is the value there? Do you – are Kevin Durant, are you not just a role player? And I know the big argument is he's an MVP. He's won finals MVP. I got yeah. it. But, but no – right. I don't seriously mean is he a role player, but I'm more of saying, like, you don't have your own fucking title. <laughs> like, dude, LeBron won it with Kyrie on a shittier Cavs team. I, like, I, I don't know. I, the legacy I've always chopped at for Kevin Durant, and I've always come back and taken his side on these teams, picking Brooklyn to win an NBA title. Dude, chop that wood, man. That is, his legacy is dirty. It is dirty, and yeah, he just never does himself any favors. I feel like it's relatively easy to be a well-liked guy in any league. Like You kind of have to go out of your way to be a villain, and KD just can't seem to get out of his own way. And like you said, two requests are teams that were the one seed. It's like, man, I don't know how to make you happy, KD. Like You had all this time, all these different places, and as great, I mean, Kate, he's an unbelievable player. But when we look back, we measure guys by how many championships they won. Because there's been a lot of good stat guys. But, yeah, Katie's frustrating. Almost more frustrating than Kyrie because Kyrie just seems like he lives on a different planet. I can't even get mad sometimes. You can't? And not to mention, like, it sounded like he is always resigned to going back to Brooklyn. And some like it must have finally come down to Kevin being like, no, fuck it. I don't want to go back to Brooklyn. We'll figure it out elsewhere. I mean, they've even come out already saying that they'd still play together somewhere. So maybe it's something within the system. But to be honest, after the way they lost, after the season they had, the lack of time they spent on the court together, them two with James Harden, with Ben Simmons potentially in the future. Like if I'm management there, I don't want to fucking work with them either. Like, yeah. They're not giving us anything to work with. Aaron Rodgers has played 18 seasons with the Green Bay Packers, had their pitfalls, but now works with management. He's been there every fucking season. <laughs> like, and he just said he's going to retire with them. You have to put in the sweat equity to get actual equity with the team. Both of them have been there for two years, and they want to run management for that team. Get out of here. Like, come on. And you guys didn't win an NBA Finals. Like you guys went there for this not mega close. super team. Not even close. A new mega super team that everyone was afraid of. And you just basically poo-pooed the super team era because that's almost dead and gone at this point. 
Yeah, and it's yeah. I, I just I don't like the vibe of it. You know, like a team like Golden State, like just very rare. Like kind of built from the inside. Made like you said, made a great acquisition with Wiggins. You know, a guy who was kind of written off by a lot of people, ends up being probably the second best player on that team. And it's just the the concept of the super team putting all the egos together and sometimes how it blows up. It's, it's kind of annoying to watch. Like, cause I think that's not what sports are really about, but nobody does it better than the NBA with, all, with the big egos. It's second to none. Yeah, no, it's absolutely insane. Um, yeah, I, I'm over the saga. And there was part of me who laughed when I brought up that he was 34 years old. Cause you know what, maybe it's coming to an end. you right. I already believe we're in this Giannis Antetokounmpo era. I already believe we're in this new era of like generational superstars. I mean, I th- do we get some screaming on the way out from LeBron, KD? Maybe. And it's less screaming, I think, on That's, LeBron's part. Hmm? I don't think – I think we're going to get some kicking and screaming from the Warriors still. So. That's not what I'm worried about. I think the Warriors are the coolest – they're the coolest part here, right? They're, they're the end of that era. They're their own – drafted super team like that's the best management in the world and I don't if I'm them why trade for Kevin Durant you just proved you didn't need him to do it already and why give up the stable of young talent for two years and then him to maybe leave again after two years or retire within the next five like I was seeing people talking about they have the best haul to trade for Kevin Durant why the fuck would you already did it you already went through that yeah, that's a, yeah. Who who wants? I mean, obviously a lot of teams would want him, but like the Nets would want Devin Booker. But that's just what I heard, and they're not going to give him up. And I don't know about the Heat. I mean, they're always up to something. But yeah, I'm it's Pat. Pat Riley's the guy to make the move and make it work. If he wants to go win, go do it with Pat Riley. He did it with Shaquille O'Neal. He did it with LeBron James. They came into Miami, won titles. Go be the third guy to do it under Pat Riley's wings. It's a guy who knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, if Katie never wins another title, a lot of questions. It seems like a very salty kind of rest of his life because he's going to be like the new Charles Barkley. He won a couple titles, but it's always going to be like, eh, did you? <laughs> did you? I agree. You are the best player in the world. So to play that level when you have nothing to worry about in an NBA Finals, sure, you'll get the NBA Finals MVP. But Steph showed that he's an NBA Finals MVP. Iguodala's won one with that team. Like, Iguodala is the proven point that being a series MVP doesn't mean you're the catalyst or the whole reason your team won an entire title. I mean, yes, he shut down LeBron, but that team dominated beyond just that. I mean, if we're going back to this KD legacy thing, it is chop wood, baby. Just bring the tree down because that legacy, I take Charles Barkley right now over Kevin Durant. Just give me Charles. Let me see that golf swing. Start chucking wood. I mean, yeah. I would too. And now uh, I guess let's get to the other part of the dynamic duo. Kyrie, a lot of talk that he's trying to force his way to the Lakers. I don't really see it. I don't see it. I I think he's more up to stay on the East Coast. And it's okay. Sure. The best place for him to go would be the Lakers. The only person in the United States, and he got in trouble for it, and and it's the reason Kyrie went to Boston in the first place that I think that can contain Kyrie is LeBron James. I think Kyrie and LeBron, Kyrie needs LeBron. I think it's the best situation for him there. Kyrie's a significant, like 
if there was a word bigger than significant and the word bigger than the word I'm trying to look for right now, improvement to Russell Westbrook because of how good of a scorer he is. He might not have the dishing. He might not be there to collect the useless rebounds, but that's the scoring the Lakers don't have. Kyrie would bring that to them instantly. And they're just a flashier version than that Cavs team that LeBron and Kyrie played on before because while AD has injury issues, he is a significantly better player than Kevin Love or anybody else on that roster combined um, from those Cavs. But that kind of brings up the question, can those three guys stay on the court for the whole season? I mean, you talk about an old guy. Was LeBron almost 38, 39 years old? I mean, who knows if he's – but looks, but that stats have not regressed at all for him. He also is probably the healthiest player in the history of the NBA. I know he sits a lot of games out for rest and stuff, but if you look prior to the last two seasons, this is a guy who's played a majority of his games. Kyrie isn't playing because of, it wasn't not playing because of injury. He was playing because he's a moron. And then AD, yes, is the injury risk, which is unfortunate, but there's ways to have him play enough games, not get hurt, and see what and then just pray that he can get through 16 games at a minimum um, in the postseason. I, I disagree. I think LeBron is, is the new Julio Jones. He's on the injury report every night, and he keeps getting older. He's not getting any younger. Okay, he's significantly better than Julio Jones. <laughs> like, LeBron James but I'm saying from an injury perspective, could have been MVP. The on the injury report probably half the games last year. But he played them. They were a bad team. Team, team missed the playoffs when over 50% of the conference makes the playoffs. They had AD for none of it, and Russell Westbrook shot absolutely nothing. He would have set Best the player ever. You, got, you can't make the season. playoffs? I mean, I can't, I'm not going to dive too deep into it. It's just they didn't even make the playoffs in a league where everybody does. And you don't think Kyrie coming to L.A. makes them a playoff team then? If every team in the league makes it, 20 of 30 teams make it, you think Kyrie coming to L.A.? and those three being together don't make the playoffs? I don't know. I thought the Nets would win more than one playoff series. But. <laughs> I mean, that's more of a shutting me up thing. I mean, but that, then it, that's the point. Like, Kevin Durant got everything he wanted. He got to choose the team, build the team, bring his guy. Brought Kyrie and James Harden together in Brooklyn, and they couldn't fucking win. Like, come on. And this is the second time in his career he's had the likes of Westbrook and Harden where he's had two fucking all-star, superstar Hall of Famers around him that they didn't win. Turns out he needed three other Hall of Famers with Draymond and Clay and Steph. Like, it's incredible what KD needs to win a title. And how does that not spook you if you're a general manager for any of these teams? Yeah, I mean, it would spook me. I mean... But if he does go to the Bulls, I, I would be a little bit excited. Um, I, the, the Bulls would be the only team you'd get excited about for Kevin Durant just because the Bulls are in this land where you don't know how good they actually are and they need a superstar. Like, they have all these guys that are, like, were on the precipice of being a superstar but just didn't get to that next level. And so it would be interesting to see him on the Bulls. But I wonder what the haul would be for Kevin Durant, I mean. There'd be a lot of pieces going. The Bulls do have young pieces they can get rid of, though. I mean, you could package Patrick Williams, Kobe White, maybe part ways with Levine at that point to a sign-in trade. No. I know you like Levine, so that's hard to say. 
And slipping through the cracks here, Wits, and you can come at me here because I think you're going to defend the injury report here. The new favorites at plus 550 to win the NBA title is the Los Angeles Clippers, who are going to get a fresh John Wall with no injury, Kawhi Leonard, fresh, and Paul George, fresh. Now, that's a pretty dynamic power three, and I know it's been four years since we've seen a fully, fully, wait. You you can't call John Wall part of power Don't do this. Don't don't do that. John Wall is not part of any super team. I will give you that I think the Clippers are great, even before I knew that John Wall was on the team. Do not call it a big three, please. Guys played six games in the last five years. Wasn't allowed to play last year in Houston. It was not his choice. He wanted to play. Oh, yeah. Last fully healthy season took them to game seven in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Had Was an all-star. What was that, 2013? It was was a while ago. But I will say that – let him be the question mark there. I might be jumping too far on one side of this totem pole, and you might be at the way bottom side of it. I think there's a middle ground of the question mark. We don't know what we're going to get out of John Wall. But the fact that we haven't seen Kawhi Leonard in over a year is another thing. You're getting that guy back in the league. That's very important. Um, but, yeah, I saw them. They're the new fa- – they're actually tied with Golden State at also plus 550. And then you got Boston and Milwaukee rounding out the – they're rounding out the top four because they haven't fixed the Nets odds yet, but they're plus 600 – the Bucks and the Celtics. So I'm curious to see what ends up happening there. Um, it should uh, it should all be interesting. Also, I just realized I'm reading this thing just completely wrong. <laughs> it's the Suns that are plus 600. The Bucks are plus 700. There has been an adaptation to this. Um, good value. Miami, 10 to 1 right now. If they do get KD, that'll shoot up a lot. I think that's the best value we saw. Golden State around 11 to 1 last year. We thought that was low, didn't put money on it. But if you want to jump in early, if we're making guesses on where KD's going to go, if he does end up in Miami, my bet would have been to put 10 to 1 on Miami to win the finals. Yeah, like I can definitely see it, but none of those numbers excite me that much for 82 game season that's still 4 months away. So I'm going to I'm going to take a pass for now. It's a fair – I mean, there's too much to go on right now. I mean, you don't even where, – where's James Harden going to go? Or is his career over? I mean, there's don't a lot care. of – Right. <laughs> I tell you, all the action this year in the NBA or in this free agency, all guys who just aren't winners. <laughs> yeah, that's the annoying part about it. Guys are always in the news, but they're never doing anything. No, not going to get that dub. Um I'm trying to think, is there any other NBA stuff that caught your eye? I mean, Jokic, like I said, got his extension. Booker got his extension. Bradley Beal. Um, Bradley Beal went back to Washington, which is, you know, it's just a move, I guess, you know? Good for him. And number one seed lover, P.J. Tucker, signs with the Philadelphia 76ers. There's a regular season bet to put on. I'd put the 76ers to finish as the one seed. P.J. Tucker leaving the Bucks, and then leaving the Heat of this season, both being the number one seeds in consecutive years with P.J. Tucker on the team. Yeah, I mean, these, these contracts are just getting out of hand. I mean, $11 million a year for P.J. Tucker. Uh, maybe I'm behind the times, but 
Xander, you're, as, you're as serviceable it. as he is. Dude, I mean, it's just – it doesn't make – some of these contracts are just insane to me. But uh, maybe that's just where where the league is going. But, I mean, yeah, P.J. Tucker, three for 33 is just – I think that's absurd. Yeah, well, you thought that – how about Anthony Simmons getting $100 million over four years? Equally as absurd. <laughs> Money to be spent. I mean, Tom Brady's the one who just said it. He was trying to get KD over to the Bucks or somebody over um, some NBA player. He's saying, I know we don't pay as much as the NBA, but we're the better sport of some sorts. Um, and the news doesn't stop there. Wits and a jam-packed all of a sudden Thursday before 4th of July weekend. Long weekend for your boy Roz here, who is going into a four-day weekend. I know Wits works harder than I do and will be working some of these holiday days, but big news, hypocritical news. Can I start with that, by the way? I'm going to go with people coming out as hypocrites. That's the moral of the story here. The Big Ten has just accepted, has just accepted USC and UCLA into the Big Ten starting in 2024. Could be earlier than when Texas and Oklahoma gets to the SEC. Obviously, they have until 2025 to get there. We have two Big Ten teams on the West Coast. How about that, Wes? Like it. Looks We're like start- two metric conferences. It's starting. Let it start. And I disagree with you. Give me four. Four mega conferences. Think about it. I will never then ask again for there to be more than four teams in the postseason. There's four teams in the postseason. Make this a mega thing. Get four massive conferences. Treat it like soccer. In, in Europe, have relegations, make sure that winning teams are rewarded by playing the top competition. Top competition plays one another to get to the next spot. So say like a team like a Vanderbilt, they would regress. You can give a team like Boise State their spot, and then Boise State gets to play those teams. It's the best way to do it. I think four major conferences, but again, where I started on the hypocrite thing, Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12, banding together to be like, we will not change our conferences. We will not add. We will not join together. It's a bunch of hell of a lot. Money talks. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like the owner coming out and saying the coach is safe. <laughs> Can't trust it. No. Money talks, man. Um, money does talk. And it's interesting. Lincoln Riley – Avoiding the SEC, leaving the Big 12 to go to USC. Now we'll be entered in the Big 10. And let me, let's be very clear. We've said this a lot on this show, Wits. It's the SEC in the Big 10's world. That's the way I feel about it. I feel like we had some fun years with Clemson. But outside of that, the Pac-12 has been completely irrelevant. And I think they are done. Done. Don't even, no longer a Power 5 conference. Tell me. How they could be a Power 5 conference. They, they add Gonzaga for basketball, maybe a Power 5 conference in basketball. Jeez, no love at all for the Pac-12. I mean, I think Oregon still plays there. So, I mean, no. And they play the Beepers. And then they play the Cardinal in Stanford. Maybe the Arizona State, Herm Edwards. There's nobody <laughs> in that conference. Get out of there. Wait, like, what are you, you Oregon? Oregon d- definitely is the one who gets hurt the most by this. They're going to most likely leave next if I had to make a guess. Um, Utah, they were top 15 team. Have any of them made the playoff postseason? 
Well, basically the three teams that made the postseason for the past decade. I don't necessarily agree with that. We've had Georgia. We've had Oklahoma from the Big Oklahoma. Been, Oklahoma's been there three or four times. Okay. Alabama's been Michigan, there. Ohio times. State. Clemson. Ohio State's been there four or five times. You're naming all the teams that have always been but there. But I'm saying from multiple different conferences. Big 12, Big 10, SEC, ACC. That's four conferences I just named that have had players. Dude, Notre State Dame, who doesn't even have a fucking conference. Get your but they've pack, all, get your but there's not as much parity as you're saying. Fucking, you're not even awake to watch it. So why the fuck do you even care? Wow. You're not. I watch all of them. Unless you've got serious money, and which, by the way, I've been with you when we've had money on a late Oregon State game. You're asleep. You're fucking asleep. You fall asleep. Although I know your exact position. You don't care. It's better. The Pac-12 is distant. Now we get to see USC and UCLA play at a more reasonable fucking hour. That's true. I like that. Right? I think it's a big W. The next big one. The next big one's got to be the ACC. Or Notre Dame to the ACC. Is it going to happen? Anything? I don't know. They, I don't know the everything other than football. Everything other than football. Texas has its own network and shows that it's. That's why the SEC is absorbing Texas because they, that's just more money for them. Notre Dame, same way, has its own network. Could just go to the ACC. They're instantly. It's them and Clemson. If Clemson's even still a relevant team, but that's still to be seen. Yeah, ACC, I mean, we'll see about Clemson this year. They were – I mean, they were awful last year, but they, you know, they were still 10-3. and three. They had the second-best defense in college football. So, if they wake up a little bit, um, I mean, they still have a few decent teams in that conference. I mean, if Miami makes a little bit of a comeback, you know, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, Virginia, usually top 25 teams. Wake Forest had a great year. And then, of course, Florida State. I know they've been garbage for a while now, but – they used to be, you know, consistently top five team in the nation in the late '90s, early 2000s. So there's potential. I think there's more potential in the ACC than the Pac-12. Holy smokes! And just because we're less than 55 days away from college football, crazy. We're 70 days away from the NFL, and we're getting into it next week. We'll finish up the show here today with this. We're a gambling show. We have to do our early picks anyways. This isn't even early picks for us. Usually we give you an early pick after the Super Bowl, which this is going to blow your fucking mind. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going to go through the college football playoff championship odds. You can tell me who you like. Bama is plus 180 to win the national title. That is – I just want to – I'm going to sit there for a second. That is absurd. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> we're 50 days away from the se- season. Not even started. Probably some mini camps and training camps going on. Big four, They have 14 games. Have to play in the playoffs. Still plus 180. In a sport that I think, while there isn't a lot of parity in NCAA, yet we've seen Bama especially go through the ringer on games. They weren't that Texas A&M game last year. The famous Auburn game. To be plus 180 – is absurd. I would rather bet the Oakland A's versus the Yankees on a night at plus 250 than tie up my money for that long. Are you kidding me? Followed behind them, we've got Georgia Bulldogs. By the way, we're using FanDuel for this. Um, 
FanDuel and DraftKings will give you the better odds for what they are. Georgia Bulldogs on DraftKings are plus 380. Ohio State on DraftKings is plus 320. Clemson Tigers are 11 to 1, and then it drops off to USC Trojans, Texas A&M at 30 to 1. You can get the Sooners and Fighting Irish at 40 and 45 to 1, Michigan 40 to 1, Texas Longhorns 60 to 1. Hmm. If I had to pick one out of all those teams, I'd probably go with Clemson at 11. I think they could easily be right back there, you know, with a really strong defense. And I know their offense was abysmal last year, but they can step it up a little bit. You know, they could be maybe this year's version of Georgia, but I just I couldn't bet either of those other two teams at, you know, at two to one and four to one. Just can't do it. What I say? About the Big Ten and USC and UCLA, money talks. Certainly does the Texas A&M. A nice little fucking video came out today of a booster doing tours with players and saying, if you choose to play here, it's these seats that pay for you to be here. Give me Texas A&M 30 to 1. Money talks, best recruiting class in the country. Money talks. 30 to 1. Texas A&M is the new Nets. Give me (laughs) – me – if I'm, I, I mean, you know where my real money's gonna go. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for the best number I could possibly find to bet Alabama. The plus 180 isn't fucking doing it. So I'm taking the guy who's going after Nick Saban this year because of the comments. Give me Jimbo, 30 to one. Little money on that. I'm surprised you don't even. You're not sniffing it a little bit, being like, that's a, it's a decent shot right there. What's going on? I kind of hope Alabama puts a beat down on A&M. Just to shut Jimbo up. I, I'm rooting tied. I just want that to be clear. But value pick-wise, there's nothing left for me to really pick outside of fucking Texas A&M. None, none of that other money is fucking good. <laughs> so I, there's no point in me doing that. Yeah, I mean, let me take a look at A&M's schedule here. Let's see who they're playing. Uh, it could be better off waiting until they lose to Alabama. But if they win, then you're screwed. Obama or Texas A&M? A&M. Yeah, why would I wait? Put the money in now. The odds get a little lower. Oh, we got dogs barking. They agree with me. We got new dogs. Dogs are on. Dogs are what on on Clemson? They don't like tigers. Dogs and cats don't get along. Wicks. Before we go, lastly, because we are jumping right back into fantasy football a week. From now, as we hit the July fantasy football stretch, four weeks, four positions, we cover every fucking category. We start with quarterbacks first. Xander's least favorite position, so it's great. It means I get to take hold of the show. We got to do our Super Bowl picks. 70 days away. I got the odds for you. Bills are the favorites at plus 650. Tampa, right behind them at plus 750. You got the Chiefs at 10 to 1. Rams, 11 to 1. Packers at 12 to 1, Chargers 16 to 1, 49ers and Broncos 16 and 17 to 1. Can you read down a little further? Or is that all I get? Oh, you want more? We got Dallas 18 to 1, Baltimore 22 to 1, Cincinnati 22 to 1, Indianapolis 22 to 1. The team you're waiting for me to say 28 to 1. 
Philadelphia is that team, 28 to 1. The Browns are between 28 and 34 to 1. There's a big discrepancy on all the sites for them right now. I wonder why. Arizona's 35 to 1. Tennessee's 35 to 1. Vegas, 40 to 1, which is the only other team I think you might be interested in. Patriots, 50 to 1. And then the rest are just dog shit teams. <laughs> uh, Roz, I think this is the year of the Ravens. Whoa! He picked a dead. different bird. He picked a different bird. I'm Same coast, different flock. bird. I'm moving my flock to Baltimore. I think this is wow. the year. On what grounds? They traded away their number one wide receiver. They can't even sign their quarterback, who's been sick with the flu during a pandemic, not the actual pandemic sickness. I just got a feeling. I think they had an off year last year, and I think they come back with a storm and Lamar Jackson. What's he feeling? This feels like a Giants-Mets pick if I've ever heard one. You're going to jump ship after talking all this smack about Jalen Hurts and how good he is? I think he's good, but I don't think they're Super Bowl team. Wow. Everyone knows where I'm at. 12-1 to is a sexy price. Not to mention money's already up. I have already made the bet. Did not take long. Those dropped, and I've already thrown a hundred bucks into this team. Twelve to one. Doubt us. Have us as the not even the fourth, but we're the fifth best. We have the fifth best odds of winning. We're not number one. We've had the two-time reigning MVP. We have the best defense in the NFL. When have they ever said that? When have you ever said that about Rodgers? When have you ever said that about Manning? What about Brady? When they have the best defenses. Now Rodgers has the best defense, number one corner. Rashawn Gary is going to be the defensive player of the year. Put your money on that, 60-1. to one. Best team in the league. We're 70 I mean, days out, and I'm letting you fucking know it right now that you're going to hear a lot about it this fucking season. 12-1 to put the fucking money on the Packers. There's just one thing Rodgers doesn't do, and that's win in the playoffs. How many Super Bowl titles does he have? One. How many does the whole organization the Chicago Bears have? See, now you're, you're making a comparison to a dog shit team. I'm comparing it to the whole league. What's his, what's his record in NFC Championship? Super titles in half the league. What's his record in the NFC Championship game? He has been to seven or six, six, six NFC Championship games. That's very how impressive. Many, no how many has he won? No quarterback other than Tom Brady has done something like that. Um, it's very impressive. What's his record, though? He, uh, again, he – Dominates the divisional round, has been the number one seed two years in a row now, having the buys. Oh, I mean, you getting into politics, They might need me in politics after the last couple of weeks they've had. But, yeah, tell me another quarterback that gets the NFC Championship more than he does. Can't give you one, but I just know. And that's why at 12 to 1, you fucking take him. Put the money on the line. Give me Aaron Rodgers. He's the guy. The Packers are finally going to win. I guarantee you two of the next three. If Rodgers decided to stay in the league as long as Brady, they'd win three of the next four. But I'll take two of the next three so I never have to hear anything again. He's uh, most definitely the greatest passer in NFL history. Um, Hey, Dan Marino was great too. He was awesome. Good thing Aaron Rodgers has more Super Bowl titles than Dan Marino. He does. Yeah. Better record, more passing. Not as many, not as many as you'd like. Uh, you know what? I appreciate being alive to watch it happen.
Very emotional day that I hope I get again in nine months. But we don't want to rush those nine months. Do we want to rush these 70 days? We do. Hey, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. We will be back next week. Fantasy football finally kicks off. Our league, the KMML, renews. Your champion will be here to give you everything you need to know about winning a fantasy football championship as I will be defending the crown all season long. And uh, we'll catch you next week, everybody. This was brought to you by Bet Online. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.